Alright, so Julian, you find yourself in a library. You are following a uh, robed orc who is moving silently throughout the bookshelves. Is there anything you want to do? Um, I'm going to kind of focus on just like one of the books that I'm passing by just to see what kind of books are in this library. Or is it so vast that I can assume... There's like, you know, is it like an infinite library or, you know, is it specific? It is a big library. You can't really see like the ends of it. It feels like an enclosed space. Like there's no light in here other than Mm -hmm. the light that uh, this orc is producing. He has a, like a bulb of light hovering above his hand. You get a look at like one of the books and you appear to be pretty much in the fiction section. Like it looks like these are stories about the past. I'm going to just ask him, is this place, is this place real or in my head? Oh, it is surely real. It is, uh, you are in the library of Agma. Do I know what that is? Uh, you would know Agma as the god of knowledge. God of knowledge and god of bards. Um, I'm going to get like a grim look on my face for a second. Am I dead oh yes quite dead oh i are my friends okay do you know if i left them i i was in the middle of a pretty heated battle you know uh i suppose that is something for you to figure out shortly uh after saying this he approaches a wall of the library seemingly you don't know really know where it came from but You've been walking for a few minutes, and on this wall appears to be like a, a huge five-foot arcane sigil uh, that is carved into the wall. Above the sigil is a plaque that says Eventual Archives. He quickly does something with four brass plates, four round bla- brass plates, using the light that he has been carrying around, and the door begins to evaporate. Like, it's just like paper burning away and it drifts and he steps through you are on the other side of the door and he just turns to you and says come on i'll follow him so he moves past several empty bookshelves labeled with four digit consecutive numbers until he gets to a half empty bookshelf and gestures for you to follow uh he finds the section labeled j and first pulls out a scroll and hands it to you. I'll read it. Unscrolling the okay. scroll. You unfurl it. And notice that there is musical notation. And it is labeled. Fasilax is poopy. <laughs> and he says to you. It's not your best work. But it worked when you needed it. <laughs> I'm just going to. That's actually what I do. I can't hold in the laugh. And just kind of roll it up and smile at him. Uh, He continues to search the spines of the books for another 30 seconds or so until he finds a book that is labeled The Mysteries of Life, written by Julian, and hands it to you. And he sends to you, If you would like, you do not have to read it. And all of this ends. However, if you choose to continue your story, you will have the obligation to Agma to finish it. Any questions? Is what you're saying right now... Are you telling me I haven't written this yet? Not exactly. Alright, so, question for DM, Sam. So, if I Mm -hmm. read this, he's saying reading it will make me be dead dead or not reading it will make me dead dead not reading it will make everything end like you will just be dead permanently i'm gonna reluctantly grab the book and look at it for a second take a deep breath and open it up and start reading uh so as you begin to read it you find yourself at a desk that is a few yards away the orc 
is gone. Like, you do not know where he went. But you begin to read the book. And you read of your past life in a different realm of coffee shops and cars. Tall buildings and tamed wilderness. Friends and falling outs. Then the chapter changes. And you read of Rita. Her saving you from monsters. You healing her from a fight with a werewolf. Even her singing along to one of your many songs. Then you read of meeting Tortuga and Surya and your long journey to track down Baron Plazowitz. You read of Rita's death, her sacrifice, and your goal to return her hammer to her family. The chapter changes again, and now you are in the Shadowfell, arguing about the freedom of the goo. <laughs> you read of your plans and eventual slaying of Fasilax. And now you read of your own death. A cold blast of draining energy, leaving your body a husk of what it once was. But there seems to be more to the story. Do you continue reading? I pause for a second and kind of look up to see if, just to make sure I'm still alone in here, because I'm kind of freaked out. And then if I am, I'm yeah. going to continue reading. You know, it's one of those like, oh, shit, is this real? Okay, all right. And then I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Uh, you are alone. Things do appear to be a little bit brighter in here. Okay, that'll help me. I think that eases my anxieties a little bit, knowing that, like, just the light of the room being better. I don't know. Okay, I'm continuing. Yeah. So you continue to read, and you read... Of an encounter with a small green man who is wearing a tank of green liquid strapped to his back. You seem to be fighting him in a clock tower? You read of an encounter with pirates who are... There appears to be two different ships who are arguing over who gets to keep your blood vessel. And then you read of your party, you Tortuga and Surya... In a strange land where you can't uh, see your own shadow. But you're attending a party? And then you read of a fiery dwarf hammering away at a massive forge. All of a sudden, you are no longer reading the book. Unsure of if you finished it or even what's it about. You're in a flaming village surrounded by your friends who are all looking at you strangely. You look at the book you are holding and pass out as whatever hands that are holding the book are not yours. So after that, question for the party. Question is, if your character was immediately turned into a robot with only one function, what would that function be? <laughs> the thing is, Surya wants to be doing like good in the world and like providing for people. <laughs> but I think I think she's a punch robot. <laughs> if we're being real here, I think she's a punch robot. She, Yeah, that's going to be her main function is your one thing is just punching stuff <laughs> point and punch <laughs> you direct her at something and it's just sweet i think the icy toy toyga would be a uh some sort of gambling machine <laughs> <laughs> like a slot machine he would no he'd be like a like like the world probably doesn't have this but i'm guessing it'd be like an advanced robot they turn into and I think he would be like, a, like he'd basically be like the Vegas of taking bets and gambling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like he would create odds for any sort of thing you wanted to bet on and just always make money on it. Sweet. I feel like the obvious answer for Julian is a radio, but thinking about it a little deeper, <laughs> uh, there's this like invention my dad always wanted to invent. He was like, if I could just, you know, get like a million dollar loan and invent a keychain, 
if I don't know if you ever heard of a Sunbeam Steam Iron. He wants to make like a keychain called the Sunbeam Self Esteem Iron, where when you push a button, <laughs> it like compliments you. It's like, hey, you're looking good today. <laughs> and I feel like that's what Julian would be. He would be like a little keychain that you'd press a button and he like gives you a boost of confidence. Just like <laughs> compliment. Everything's going okay. <laughs> Keep your head up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's great. All right. Well, uh, getting into the session recap. So last session was a doozy. Uh, you guys... <laughs> Shortly after losing Tortuga, you noticed that the village was starting on fire. Uh, you quickly linked that to Tortuga and ran into the center of town, meeting Bindle. With some failed lies and a unprovoked attack on Bindle he crushed his amulet and disappeared shortly after you saw Fastlax crash through the roof of the Dilbreth pickle cannery and fly over to meet you you tried to do some more lying with him uh, he was about to turn Mezzi and Quarter into Darklings even though Quarter is already a Darkling but he was about to blast them with his necrotic breath when Surya attacked. You guys uh, quickly started to fight him and Julian soon fell from one of his blasts of necrotic energy. Goddamn. After a few holes appeared, after him disappearing and reappearing, you eventually defeated him. But at what cost? <laughs> yes. But at the cost of losing Julian. Yeah, Surya's not doing so hot either. The very last thing that happened, however, was the sun started to come out. And I do realize that this is supposed to be, like, in the middle of the night. But I think it's, like, been enough time where it's carried over. So this is, like, the morning light of dawn. Let's let's just call it that. Hell yeah. yeah. So, Surya, you are still, like, right next to Julian's drained body. I kind of have this image that she was, like, dragging him and, like, kind of pulled him onto her lap to, like, help shield him from getting any worse as he was, like, charging up to blast them again right when he got killed. And so I have this image of her, like, because she's got four hit points right now, like, just really <laughs> fucked up with Julian, like, in her lap, just seeing the sun come out. And just, uh -huh. All right, yeah. So as you, as Fasilask... As Fasilax dies and dissipates, like his whole body just kind of evaporates into the shadows of the flaming firelight, the sun hits that small light in Julian's chest, hmm. and it begins to contort and morph and grow bigger and bigger until eventually the shade gets sucked into this light as it begins to take a humanoid form hmm. uh gary i asked you to do some things uh now i am going to ask you to roll five d20s each uh assign each of them a bonus from one to five should i just roll them separately then you can just roll five d20 and then we can just go up the line so the four is the plus one the 18 is the plus two 14 plus three 19 plus 4, 10 plus 5. Sweet. So I know that's a little bit more complicated, but I didn't want to do percentile stuff. Okay? <laughs> uh, this is very fitting. <laughs> All right. So the shape begins to take form, but it is much smaller than... Like, at first it was, like, expanding, and then it began to shrink down and become dense. <laughs> and... What is standing in front of you is a very short, about three feet tall gnome who has similar features to Julian, but <laughs> what? doesn't really look like him. Uh, uh Ju Julian? <coughs> Did you get taller? <laughs> I have some Wait a bad second. news for you, my friend. Julian, Julian, after saying that, you pass out. 
You like, (laughs) this is when you look at the book and pass out. Uh, You fall to the ground with, and this book is laying on your chest. Surya Uh, and Tortuga, what do you do? Yeah, I see Tortuga is going to probably be over there by now because he was at the other end of the the map shooting Vasilax. And uh, (laughs) he's just going to be like, hey, uh, what the fuck? (laughs) Um, he's short now? (laughs) Why is he so short? Do we see, like, (laughs) Julian's regular crispy body and then also this now passed out gnome Julian? Correct. But but he's Um, like, uh, but he, wait, okay, but he's like, is he still glowing? No, he is, the light has now subsided. Oh, he's just like a legit other, he's just (laughs) a new fucking shoid ass joy. Hey guys, hey guys, guys. (laughs) I made myself a gnome. I'm no Julian. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Surya's gonna like be kind of dumbfounded for a moment, and then she's gonna say, "Well, I guess that makes this easier." And she picks up passed out gnome Julian and puts puts him over her shoulder, <laughs> and uh, then turns to Icy and says, "Check on quarter." Yeah. Uh... I go over and check on on quarter. All right. Is he alive? Uh, is he like? I mean, I don't exactly know where he is. Is he just like? So he was just like he he fell into a hole that was oh, created okay. by Fasilax, and then the hole just kind of raised up, uh, and uh, he appears to be unconscious. Uh, okay, I'm gonna run over to run over to quarter. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, Koida, Koida, come on, buddy." Come on, you can you can do it. As you move over to him, the sunlight that is piercing through the clouds eventually hits the shade that is over hanging over this uh, small child's body, hmm. and it detaches from the body and kind of swirls around it for a few seconds, and then quickly floats up towards the sun. You look back down and you see a grizzled, one-eyed dwarf's lifeless body. Oh, quite a... I'm, I'm guessing he's just dead, right? Yep. And right. you start to see more shades coming from the rooftops of some non-burning buildings. They all float off of the surrounding rooftops and eventually disappear into the light. All right, uh, Toy Toy is just gonna like just look up and just be like, Goida! <laughs> and then he's gonna come back over to Julian and uh, uh, Surya and just be like, totally fine. Be like, so, uh, we got some orcs coming, right? Yeah. They're, they're probably gonna be here any minute, right? So, uh, you're pretty fucked up. That guy. I'm not hot, is, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Joylin's, uh I don't even know what he is. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, maybe we just uh, get on the ship? Um... So while you're talking, you notice some figures that are in between the buildings. Ah, uh, uh, shit. You see, like, a bunch of orcs <sighs> and two huge bull-headed humanoid creatures but they're not charging towards you they actually appear to be running away Hmm. and you see that they are getting chased away by the sunlight the orcs are yep oh all right okay nice you uh you see a huge orc covered in spikes get consumed by the light and her body bursts into a consuming cloud of dark smoke it swirls quickly almost like a swarm of like locusts and then blasts back towards the forest and the cave can i uh can i pull out a toidal mirror that i got in my trunk it's basically just a mirror in the shape of a tortoise shell and it does uh, take you some time to find it but that's okay 
I'm gonna not to speak from the dead, but I think your toidal stuff is in my dead body's hat. Yeah, all, oh, all your right. stuff is in. Yeah. God damn it. Okay, so I run in. I run with the Joylin's dead hat. I like kind of peel off of his like just like decrepit body. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, sorry, bud. Or I don't even really know if this is you or not. Uh, pull it off. And I like rummage through there and grab the mirror. Okay, you find it. And then I'm just gonna go sniping with it. <laughs> I'm just gonna like start shoot. I'm just gonna like like bounce the sunlight off of my mirror and try to hit orcs Okay, I mean it doesn't really do much. They're kind of far away from you for that to do anything I guess it's it's almost like you're taking like a phone screen and just po- pointing it at their eyes I really just want one. I just I just want one to just like well, blow up <laughs> Here's your one Remember that arrow that you blindly shot? Last episode. Yeah you see as it comes falling from the sky from meaningly nowhere <laughs> and just goes what? right through an orc's head as it falls over. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh my god. That's great. Um, I'm going to go retrieve that <laughs> that arrow and I'm going to mount it inside of the, <laughs> the spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> um, while he's going to get the arrow, I'm going to call out for Mezzi. I think she she actually goes to actually call out and go, Mezzi! Mezzi! <laughs> and like coughs because she fucked up. She got lots of claw marks. Uh, okay. You hear a, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm over here in the Dilbreath. Oh! A crash. Oh, God. oh, no. Coming from the pickle cannery. I see, uh, Mezzi. And she's going to start like, just <laughs> hobbling over towards the pickle cannery. Yeah, I see he's just going to start, you know, doing his little shell slide thing over to the pickle cannery. It's like, I got, I got him. No worries. All right. Uh, the pickle cannery appears to be in severe disrepair. It is The ceiling is bursted through. The machinery inside is all toppled over. And in the middle of the floor, there is a huge hole that uh, appears to be going down underneath. Uh, I'm going to like yell down and be like, Hey, Mezzi! Mezzi! You down there? You look down the hole and you see an unconscious Mezzi laying on a pile of gold and uh, a- another purple-haired gnome rifling through the uh, gold muttering to himself. Uh, do I recognize the purple gnome? You do not, no. Uh, well, uh, roll an insight check. All right. Uh, while he's doing that, Julia starts to feel a little faint and then um, realizes that she's so fucked up carrying this body and that she has a healing potion, which she is now going to take. Did you say Julia? Did I? I think you said Ju- I heard Julia. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. 2d4 plus 2. Does that sound right for healing potion? Yeah. 2d4 plus 2. Uh, Tortuga, you do not recognize yeah, him. Yeah, you don't recognize him. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... Is it, is it like far enough down where I can jump down? Let's just say like part of the floor has made a ramp pretty much. Okay. I mean like an uneasy ramp. But... All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk up to him. I'm going to be like... Hey Barney, what you doing to my gold? Barney. He he's he jumps back for a second. He's like, "Oh, who are you?" I'm the guy who's who is whose gold you're stealing. I'm not stealing your gold. I'm looking for my book. Do you have it? Uh, no. I don't think I got your book. Uh, what's what's well, the book about? Well, you better about? find it. Hey, I'm the one who makes the threats here, buddy boy. What, yeah, what, I can take you. What what book you looking for? It's my spell book. My spell book. I need it. Spell book? Who are Unfortunately, you? Unfortunately, I've lost my village, but at least I can still have my spells. Y- your village? Yes, it was my village before that traitorous Fasilax took over. Uh, and what's Bingo. your name? Julian, uh, you have come to your senses at this point. Uh, you are no longer unconscious. 
Am I still on Surya's shoulder? No, I I set him I set him down to take the potion and healed myself for uh, seven hit points. Sounds so yeah, good. you were um, lying on the ground. Hey, what's going on, Julian? Uh, oh, I don't know what what's going on. Do did yeah? You tell us, man. What gives? All right. To be honest, I think I do know a little bit more. Wait a second. Why do I sound like this? Why are you guys tall? Again. You're, you're, okay. Take a minute. Sit down. Uh, Julian, you're a gnome. Uh, I pull out my, my, my mirror and give it to him. Oh my God. By the way, am I, is my hair colored because I'm a gnome too? Or is that not every gnome? It can be. I mean, uh, your looks have changed slightly. Like you're in a new body. So however you want to look is how you can look. Sounds good. You just have to have gnomish features. I'll think about the hair, but it's definitely different. <laughs> um, right, right now, his hair is like kind of translucent. It's not yeah. quite a certain color. Yet. It's still, it's still growing. Yeah, yeah like, it's, it it's, looks it's like taking, it's coming into its right own. Now. It's like <laughs> it's starting to become. Uh, right. It's a little ambiguous. <laughs> so yeah, this other gnome, not Julian, just goes back to like rifling through the gold, like just taking big handfuls of it and scooping it away. Uh, I see Toy Toy is gonna. Uh, I'm assuming I still have Julian's hat with me. I'm gonna go in there and uh, grab my turtle shovel, and uh, I'm just gonna start scooping gold into my trunk. So, like, imagine if you just imagine I'm just like scooping and just pouring it behind me and just <laughs> falling into, into my trunk, trunk, which is which is now basically empty because I burned everything I had in there. So, I'm just scooping gold, gold into my trunk. Okay, uh, you're gonna do nothing about the unconscious Mezzi, or? Nope, Surya and Julian are here for that. God damn it! Okay, uh, well before that, I think I did overhear the whole book thing. Um, yes. And Julian's new gnome body—he awoke with a book in his hands. Yes, he has a book in his hands that appears to be labeled "The Mysteries of Life," written by Julian. Oh, wait. Ju- <laughs> what? Julian, did you? Did you die and write a book? <laughs> I was just going to tell you about this. <laughs> all right. First of all, I have to admit something to you guys. I'm actually from wherever it sounds like I'm from currently. It's a lot harder for me to maintain that pompous accent when my voice is this high. So get used to it. <laughs> this is how I actually sounded before. Anyway. <laughs> In-game explanation. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so last thing I remember, I'm playing this song for Fasilax to make him laugh his ass off. And then it works for a period of time. All of a sudden, he gets me back, and I wake up in this fucking dome. Like, Stephen King dome. And (laughs) this orc... Oh, yeah, you guys aren't from where I'm from, so you don't know who that is. Uh, think like think like, ha- like inside a tortuga shell dome. Anyway. A dome. I, I know what a dome is. <laughs> so this orc character with, like, space eyes. Like, imagine space, but in your eyes. That Anyway, he takes me into a library and shows me a lot around this library and starts telling me, I don't know, a bunch of stuff about my destiny, basically. Shows me the song I just wrote for Vasilax as if it had been archived for years. And then mm. shows me this book. At this, I hold up the book I'm holding. And from what I can gather, I've never written any of this. Yet. So, I think he showed me that to allow me the option to continue living. But obviously, uh, my past receptacle was no longer applicable for this uh, person <laughs> anymore. So I had to change it up a little bit. And I, I don't know, I've always kind of had a fondness for being a little smaller. I never thought it would take over my whole personality, though. <laughs> so wait, let me, let me just get this straight. You, you in the future... <laughs> wrote a book, and instead of writing the book, you died, 
went to the future and stole the book from yourself? No, I don't think so. I think it's more of like a lost situation. I know you guys don't know what lost is around here either. But essentially, I think this place that I went to was not in a time. It was the afterlife beyond time of itself. So this orc guy was showing me something that I had the ability to write one day to prove to me that my future was still valid. Once I had that information, I think my my soul just needed to carry on forward. And, uh, yeah. Surya gets a little, like, overwhelmed by this because it, it's a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with, like, how she uh, believes the, the world works. And is, <laughs> like, kind of confused and just, like, puts it aside um, and turns away and turns back to the unconscious Mezzi, which we have not addressed, which is troubling. And she's going to jump down and, and be like, hey, uh, you, purple hair, did you knock her out? She fell. Did you make her fall? No. I was down here, the ceiling collapsed. She's going to approach this <laughs> gnome and, like, really tower whoa, whoa, over whoa, whoa, him. Whoa, 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 don't come too close. Why? And you see, like, magic is coming from his hands. I might not have my spell books, but I still have some tricks up my sleeve. Ah, shit. You guys look up, and my hat is just way too big on my head. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, Toy Toy is just gonna uh, like stop shoveling for a second. I'm just gonna be like, "All right, buddy, remember what I said about the threats? All right, let's just cool it. All right, look how many people it's against you." I can take you. You all look very weak and pitiful. I heard you say you were in charge of this town before Fasilax came? Yes. I was the one who made this town as glorious as it is. I mean, it's burning now. No thanks to you. Yeah, talk to the turtle about that one, but... Eh. You... What, what's your claim over this town? What do you want with this town? Well, nothing now. What did you want with it? I wanted it to serve me. You wanted power. I already had power. I just needed a reason to use it. So you made an entire town of people supplicate to you so that you could feel powerful. In more words than that, but I guess. What's your plans now? To find my book. And he continues, he, like, goes back to, like, moving the gold aside and looking through it. Um, I should also say, in this gold, there's also a small, like, mini-fridge-sized box with a glass pane on the front. There is also a pair of pants, and there appears to be a ball. Hmm. Toget's just going to keep shoveling gold. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll check those out, I guess. (laughs) Do you do anything about this gnome? Um, yeah, actually, I mean, she's going to approach him again and kind of get in between him and the pile and say, cast a spell if you're going to cast a spell. Listen. And he does it. Yeah. What what does he do? He hits you with a firebolt. Shit. I didn't think he would do that. You take three points of fire damage as a... uh, Bolt just like stretches from his finger and hits you right in the chest and leaves right. a little burn mark. All There's right. more where that came from. All right, Toy Toy is like karate hands. Toy Toy is just gonna pepper him with uh with turtle darts. Okay, uh, do you want to roll a hit? Uh, sure. Can I throw like a handful of them? Sure. Yeah, throw a handful. You can roll with disadvantage. Just like okay, cool. chucking them at him. Yeah, just chucking a bunch of Adam, so he thinks like, "Oh shit! Oh god!" Yeah, uh, you just like grab a handful of darts and chuck them, and they just like kind of all miss him in an outline, and you can see the outline like sticking on the floor. <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, "I said, watch it, buddy." No, you watch it, and he shoots a firebolt at you. Ah, oh, this motherfucker! Oh, okay, and it misses. And it just like it shoots very close. It like lands on the ground very close to Mezzi. Um. So I'm gonna I'm gonna assume 
he turned away from me to uh like fire this at turtle is that fair to say i pictured it that uh tortuga was like on the other side of you you were between the two of them i want to grab him by the collar and lift him up okay uh yeah roll just roll an athletics check is my magic in the same uh position it was in before i died or am i re you know like do i have my spells back after dying you are out of spells but you are fully healed okay i rolled i rolled a 21 on athletics and i say just quit it calm down for a second and he just like quickly gets left out the ground and he starts like flailing his arms and legs I'm like oh, put me down put me down i just want my book just leave me alone and he's like trying to grab at you with his short little arms, but you you're just holding him too yeah. far away. <laughs> yeah. Um where are you going next? None of your business. Well, it is sort of my business because uh if you don't answer where you're going next is exactly where you are. You're gonna carry me the entire time? What a loser. We've got a brig in our ship. Do you actually though? Are you lying? Or I think Surya vaguely recalls some room we could throw him in. She's not like mm-hmm. blatantly lying, but I suppose she doesn't remember specifically. Oh, anything but the brig. <laughs> Was that sarcastic or real? Unfazed. Just his yeah, voice. He okay. seems unfazed. <laughs> God, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this little shit. Just let me find my book and let me leave, please, you jerks. I'm going to take out my total halberd and I'm just going to like just like press it against his uh, abdomen. Yeah, 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 no funny business. No funny business. We're cool. <laughs> yeah, it's what I thought, all right? Now you talk to my friend and tell him whatever he want whatever she wants to know. <laughs> what well, I look Can I just have my book? I don't know what where are you going to do with is. it. What are you going to do with your spell it's book? It's somewhere here in the treasure. That's all I'm trying to find. What kind of spell book? I don't know. One with pages? Have you ever seen a book before? You don't look like you read much. Oh, I seem to recall that uh, we could fucking kill you right now. Okay. All right. We're cool. We're cool. <laughs> Are we cool, dude? No. I'm going to push it farther into his You're abdomen. You're not cool. And, like, start to draw uh, blood. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, what do you want to know? Just, I... Are you going to take over this town or another town? Are you going to try I, and put your, I'm having trouble with the phrasing of, with on this, but are you going to try and dominate a town for no reason than to stroke your own ego? No, I'm going to open up a flower shop. All right, Toy is going to like actually hurt this motherfucker. Okay, yeah, you can just roll damage. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Even he doesn't care about this guy. 16 yeah damage. you yeah you hurt him pretty bad uh, he's got like a huge gash across his chest he's like oh, okay no i i just need to get back on my feet i'm sorry about the flower ship thing all right well you leave here right now all right you ain't getting no spell book to help you take over a town all right fine i'll just start a new one surya uh with him still in hand like jumps back up out of the hole and uh walks over to the door and kind of just throws him out and kick him you like drop him and kick him mm-hmm. uh, and he <laughs> holds his butt he holds his butt as he flies away <laughs> sure <laughs> he just turns and scowls at you and rubs his butt and slowly walks away Surya's gonna go back and go to Mezzi and try and like pat her cheek a little bit and be like Mezzi Mezzi wake up What's what's oh what? Are you okay? Hey, what's going? Uh, I'm doing all right. Uh, I maybe got a broken rib or two. Toy Toy is shoveling uh, gold again. Okay. How much gold is he getting? (laughs) He's prob so it's gold, silver, and copper. Like there is all of these different golds or different coins. (laughs) How much? Uh, But it's copper kind of gold. How much is a (laughs) bag of? How much is a bag of holding? Like, how large, how much volume can that hold? I don't remember. Like, 500 square feet or Five. something, or 50? Yeah, yeah, it's something like that. I okay, we'll say 500. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Julian is just holding that mirror that Tortuga gave him and looking in it and going, Julian, Ju- Julian, 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 <laughs> and trying to like recapture the accent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With his new vocal cords. Do yep. you take a look at your book at all? Um, I'm kind of actually, no, I haven't yet. I'm kind of afraid to because last time I read it, all of a sudden I was coming out of the body of my carcass as a gnome. Mm. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll look at what I've already looked at to make sure I'm not crazy. You know, like, is this actually what it said? Like, are the adventures that I've already done actually in here? Or is it just like blank pages and I'm nuts? So I'm sorry, you do you do look through it? Yeah, or? I'm just going to finger through it. But if I get to the spot that I got to last time and I start to feel like things are changing around me, I'll slam the book shut because I don't want to deal with churning into a freaking something else. <laughs> uh, so you kind of flip through and it looks like like maybe a quarter of it, like not even, has been written. Oh. And the rest of the pages are just blank. Wow. Okay. Does it stop around like the stuff that we're doing right now? There's a small paragraph that appears to just have been written saying like, and I sang my famous song, Fasalax is a poopy. And he started to laugh. (laughs) And then there's nothing else after that. Hmm. I'm going to look up and be like, I may have some uh, things to tell you guys about what may be coming next. Kind of hard for me to decipher, but uh, I mean... You don't remember what happens next. Oh, I don't know any of that. That Those are just images that happen. I mean, you, you're like trying to remember it and it just like... Yeah, and they just like keep slipping through your mental grasp. God. Well, I know we're there, so uh, I guess we should just keep on sticking together. That's all I really got for you, but that's something, right? I'm just going to nervously look at the mirror and kind of keep doing my <laughs> shit. Surya is going to say to Mezzi, um, it seems some of the Darklings have returned to their original state. A lot of them looked like they were dead, but it looked like who I believe Bindle, you were saying, used to rule this town. He was in this hole. And uh, he was looking for his spell book, and we we kicked him out. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So Bindle was the only half or darkling to survive. We didn't do a whole lot of inspecting. Uh, we we heard you call out here and ran over before looking into any of the buildings. Ah, um, is he? Where'd he go? We we kicked him out. We told him to beat it. Did he get his spell book? No. Are you sure? But he was pretty insistent in trying to look for it, and we never saw him find it. So I'm okay. pretty sure. He said it was in uh, here. Yeah, Dustin, or Tortuga, just at that moment, you shovel a book into your backpack. <laughs> or into your turtle shell. <laughs> nice. Turtle pack. Like unknowingly or knowingly? Yeah, you, I mean, you see it's a book, and it's like... Just in with the gold. Okay. But you shovel it in. Yeah. I'm going to check out the other stuff. I want to look at, like, the pants. Or did that already happen? No, not yet. Uh, Yeah, the pants appear to be, like, multicolored pants. Like, think of, like, bell-bottom nylon pants with just, like, triangles and squares and, like, kind of, like, movie theater floor pattern on them. Hell, yeah. Bell-bottom jeans, you mean? Yeah, sure. are, are are there boots with with fur? No. <laughs> Was everybody looking at her? <laughs> How, uh, you got some pants. Are they are they big or are they like small? You know, gnome size. They're gnome size. Sure. Oh, I'm gonna put them on real quick and see what happens. You feel smarter. Ooh, wow! And you don't want to take them off. Mm. Ooh, that's kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not gonna. <laughs> What's the other stuff? Uh, one of them appears to be a large, like, rectangular metal-faced thing. It's got a glass 
uh, window in the front, a hole at the bottom. There appears to be some magic buttons and a coin slot. Uh, you look inside, and there appears to be various wares, like clothing. Like, wait, what? Nope. There's uh, like drinks and snacks. It looks like you uh. see some uh, some sun drops. You see some freeze dried good berries. Is it you a see vending something... machine? The sun drop things that I have, or literally yes. like the candy sun drops. Oh, okay. <laughs> you also see uh, it looks like a gallon of milk, and on the label it just says. Uh, Quickum's whole milk energy drink. Uh, and then you see three different bottles. Uh, all of them are branded as St. Juicy's. Oh, here. How about I just like, uh, I made this for you guys. So if you're on roll 20, you can see. Oh. Now what you're looking at. Hell yeah. Uh, Surya is definitely, uh, Trying to enter the code for one of those healing potions, because uh, still hurting pretty bad. Okay. Your options are St. Juicy's Almond-Flavored Health Elixir, St. Juicy's Diet Almond-Flavored Health Elixir, or St. Juicy's Full-Flavored Almond Health Elixir, now with banana. <laughs> oh, we're going for that full-flavored, now with banana. Uh, you type it in, and a little prompt comes up saying, please insert 150 gold. <laughs> Surya turns to, turns to the pile of gold <laughs> grabs a handful and starts putting it in uh, eventually you one by one put 150 coins gold coins in there <laughs> and this drops from drops to the bottom and you can collect it hell yeah she picks it up pops it open takes a sip uh, you heal 4d4 plus 4 and uh, your maximum health increases by a d4. Oh, yo, tight. Uh, so I'm healed for uh, 15. And my maximum health increases by 4. Hell yeah. Yo, uh, fucking killer. I'm going to take some gold before Tortuga takes it all. Because he's still shoveling over there. And I'm like, okay, Jesus. So I'm just going to yep. take like 500 gold or Sounds something. Good. I don't know. I'm just going to say, like, this gets pretty evenly split up, except for Calvin has already spent, like, 150 of it. Uh, you guys each get 700 whoa. gold. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I, did, I did some calculations, all right? Come on, man. We're a now, group. Let's say, let's say, okay, uh, this is like a big pile, this is a big dragon pile of gold, right? Like, just a mountain of gold, right? Okay. Let's say I've been uh, shoveling for, like, 20 minutes, right? Okay. 20 minutes. <laughs> I can I can do I can shovel I can do one scoop every six seconds. All right. Dustin's so, been doing math this whole time. Sixty. <laughs> trying preparing uh, to convince Sam how much fucking gold he gets out of this. Divided by six. Okay, that's two hundred scoops. All right. Now let's Sam, say the minute you gave him a volume of <laughs> a bag of holding, any sort of estimate, he has been crunching numbers since to convince you. That we made like a million gold or something. <laughs> now let's okay. That means I could I shoveled two hundred times. Okay, and now let's say I could shovel a third of a cubic foot of gold every time. Okay, so by three, that means I have sixty six cubic feet of gold, and that's rounding down. Okay, so sixty six cubic feet. Okay. There's is, not that much gold. There's not that much gold. One hundred. It's a gold. it's a dragon mountain of gold. Okay. Now that means there's a hundred. Hold on, one hundred fourteen thousand cubic inches. Okay. And now <laughs> I'll be very generous and say two pieces of gold fit in a cubic inch. Right. Okay. Like if you think about stacking quarters. Okay. I'm being very generous with that. You think okay? you have two hundred thousand gold right that now in my trunk. In my trunk, I have 228,000 gold, again, no. rounding down. <laughs> There's not that much gold. <laughs> okay. But wait, uh, I wasn't even, but you said it was a mixture. I'll even, I'll First even, of all. You said it was a mixture. So 228,000 divided by three equally between gold, silver, and copper. I'll take that. There's not that much. <laughs> and first of all, where did you get the shovel from? Julian's hat? Yeah, I have a, I have a, a I have a icy toy toy shovel, dude. 
Yeah, but did you go up and take his hat off of his head and no, pull before, your shovel out? No, before he woke up, I had it on me. Okay. He did take right. that. I do. Yeah, he was that. planning on shoveling gold. He just knew it would happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll settle for 1000 gold. 2000 gold. 2000 gold. <laughs> Final You'll... offer in this matter that I have no <laughs> say or decision. All right. <laughs> uh Dustin has 1000 gold. Thank you. Wow. It's a big concession from my 228,000, but I'll take it. <laughs> Is that just the total amount we get, or do each of us get... get no, I get a... So... <laughs> look, this is loot, and... Yeah. I don't want to do the math to, like, figure out how to fucking split this random bullshit up. So Dustin just has a thousand gold on his own, and then you guys get the rest. Tight. Which is a lot more. Yeah, Wait. it's like a hundred and eighteen thousand more. <laughs> okay, Each. well, okay, I'm just gonna go over the loot. Yeah, everything that there is. Okay, and I'm gonna let you guys figure out what happens with it because okay. at this point, it's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> there is three hundred pennies, three hundred copper pieces. There is six thousand silver, and there is two thousand one hundred gold. Okay. Okay. So that's the raw. That's the raw. So coinage. how about we give Tortuga the thousand gold, and then me and you split the rest, even. Well, also like Surya doesn't want to carry the <laughs> carry the shit, so I suppose how about I shouldn't this? even be bickering because I you're will just carry, carry the rest anyway completely, and consider half of it like yours, but I'll just Tight. carry it all, you, and I won't. I won't fuck with you in that way. It's there's no reason to. I mean, I think we're all kind of like, uh, um, like how about, talking. How this... about Toy Toyga just takes the gold and Julian? You can yeah, take see, all the. I don't know about all uh, the pennies about... and the silver. All right. You see, I would accept that if you hadn't proven yourself to be like wildly untrustworthy with our money and not deceitful. untrustworthy. No, I never. Deceitful. I never. I never spent a penny of it, all right? You if took anything... a fuck ton of money, and then when we were trying to buy something that was a fraction of it, you were like, mm, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I have that much. Yeah, because I'm forcing the group to save and reinvest that, all right? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take all of the rest of everything there. You got a thousand gold. Okay. I'll throw the rest in my bag. So But it's, all right, I'm it's just gonna yours. say Dustin. If you need money, let me know. Dustin. Tortuga gets 1950 gold. You can write oh. that on your character sheet. Oh. You got all the rest of the gold after Surya started putting everything in. Oh. All right, that's 1950 gold. All right. Okay? Works for me. That means that Surya gets 6000 silver pieces or Su Surya and Julian 6000 silver pieces, which is equal to 600 gold, and 300 copper pieces, which is equal to 3 gold. In addition to this stuff, you guys get four limited edition habanero pickle jars Ooh. worth 50 gold each. Hell yeah. There is a small golden statue of Timora that is worth 100 gold. And then there is a pickle man action figure that if you squeeze it, brine comes out <laughs> worth 100 gold. <laughs> Endlessly? Is it like a magic brine yes. dispenser? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. But it's not like it's not like enough to make a pickle. Or like a jar of pickles, it's just like enough to get it moist. It's like a it's like a brine squirt gun. <laughs> no, it's like an actual pickle, like a a pickle with arms, like muscles and legs. And when you squeeze it, it gets moist with pickle brine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so it's like a it's like, it's like a stress ball that gets sort of yeah wet. It's <laughs> <laughs> Super. Uh, there is also a ball of good dogs. What? Uh, there is a the um, vendor friend or the machine of vending. Which yeah, you've I'm already sorry. Used. I'm gonna need you to go back to the ball of good dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What, what does fuck? that mean? Uh, it appears to be a ball uh, with that is segmented into <laughs> four dogs. <laughs> There's like eleven different patches on it. 
or like different sections of it, all with a different dog on it. Oh, okay. It's a ball with 11 dogs, and there's a weird symbol on it. I mean, I'm going to pick that up uh, and like study it and look at the dogs and look at the symbol and see if I feel anything. Or if not, I'll just throw it in my, my hat. Uh, roll an arcana check. Oh. Are you sure it's not called the ball of good boys? No, because there's good girls too. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, wow, 13. Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> um, you feel it like... You feel the magical energy of it. It is very powerful, and it makes you feel very comforted. You think that maybe if you threw it, something might happen. Okay. I'm not going to throw it. I'm going to keep it. Dang it! (laughs) (laughs) What if it's like a one-time use, and all of a sudden, like 15 dogs just run away, and we're like, wait! (laughs) You know? Uh, Are we just putting all this stuff in... To like Julian's hat? Sure. I don't know. Sure. I'll, I'll take I'll my total down. stuff back. Why, Julian? He's got all the gold. He took all of the gold. Hey, uh, I'll give you turtle him, stuff. I'll give you Lord it over him. Don't give it back. That's a good DM, point. You're, you're sp- DM, you're supposed to be just like out on the on the edges here. Okay, you're now supposed to have an opinion. Yeah, I'm supposed to be impartial. That's That should show you how sick of your shit I am. <laughs> Was uh, me holding all this stuff worth maybe, I don't know, 750 gold? Mm, nah, but I'll tell you what. I'll give you 2% of everything I sell from my collection in there. All right? You're not trying to sell any of this stuff. You're just promoting your business. Oh, what are you talking God. about? All right, that's investing into the brand. What are you talking what, about? If you can't, if you can't see even... the long, if you can't see the long-term vision, you don't even deserve the stuff. Surya gets like frustrated with all the materials and all the gold and all the business talk, and climbs out of the hole and starts to walk back to town to see if there's any other darklings that are alive. Uh, you walk back to town. You notice, uh, like, you climb a roof where uh, there was some darklings hiding out, and you just see like. Various dead bodies. Shit. They don't look to like have any puncture holes or anything, but mm-hmm. they appear to be All dead. Right. She's gonna keep looking around, but after like three or four places, if all she's finding is dead bodies, she'll just return to the pickle cannery where the other two are. Um. Yeah. Uh. Soria, roll a perception check for me. Can do. Seven. Let's let's say you have advantage on this. So it'd be 14. a fourteen. Uh, so as you are like climbing a roof, you kind of are looking around and you are seeing just, I mean, these darklings are obviously free now, like their souls are not Mm -hmm. tethered to them. Um, but you do notice in the forest, some glowing purple eyes. Oh, like big glowing purple eyes or like a humanoid size eyes? Bigger than a normal humanoid, but not much. She actually realizes that we totally left Toiler in that hole as well, and he's probably dead, but she's just going to go check on that real fast, and because I think it's in the direction of the eyes, right? Yes. Yeah, she's going to do that. She's going to go to Toiler's first, check the basement hole. Uh, as you climb down from the roof and look back to the forest, you do not see the eyes anymore. Hmm. You get back to the farmhouse climb down into the cellar and like poke your head through the illusion that was covering up the hole and you see like a (laughs) just like shoves her head into the ground (laughs) yeah pretty much yeah you see like a chubby gnome down there just or i'm sorry a chubby halfling just laying on his back dead cool i mean (laughs) bummer um she's just gonna say like uh May your light shine on, and then leave, look back at the forest uh, for those eyes again as she's heading back, but if she doesn't see him, she's just going back to the pickle cannery. All right. You head back to the pickle cannery. Okay. Julian and Tortuga, what were you doing? Were you just trading stuff? Yeah. I eventually will probably give in, and his stubborn ass will probably do some stupid deal 
So I'm sure he has all of his turtle stuff back, and I have like a couple silver more. <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you guys are done here. Uh, Mezzi turns to you, and she just says, "Julia, uh, you look different. Kind of nice seeing eye to eye now, isn't it, uh, Mezzi?" And I kind of yeah, look the... at her a little, uh, a little different than I did before. Oh, God, <laughs> that's creepy. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna think you get... about that and be like, "Yeah, that was kind of creepy," and then just be like, "Well, shit." Where, where, where do you get those pants? What are those pants? Oh, I just found them. Uh, I'm gonna like turn. Do they look nice? I mean, I don't want to ever take these off. I feel really nice in them, but also, I don't know. Like, two very... plus two is definitely four. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're very gaudy. Uh, I wouldn't say they necessarily look nice, but they make you feel good to wear them. All right. I'm just going to do a little dance in my pants. The pants dance. Uh, Well, what's next? What? I I mean, well, I did get home. I, I, that, that was kind of my goal, so. You need a ride? Uh, are you, how, are you going back to the material plane? Eventually, yeah. See, the thing is, I'm not sure how much we really told you about what we're doing here. So there's these vampires, right? They're uh, space vampires, basically, one space might say. Space vampires. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whoa, I don't know where that came from. And uh, <laughs> they have a plan to blot out the sun. And oh. uh, we need to go to three other places to make sure they don't have the materials to uh, to do that before we go back to the material plane. But, you know, oh. we could use uh. all the help we could get if you want to. Yeah, this us. was us stopping their ability to make void thread. Can't do that now. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Um, well, where are you going next? I suppose we hadn't decided necessarily. Of the three that I remember, that I remember were left. There's the Feywild, the Elemental Plane of Fire, and Mechanus, which uh, is a place of logic and machinery and order. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but uh, that appeals to me most after. The chaos of what we just went through. I don't. I know quite a bit about all of those places. Yeah, I could. I could. Uh, really, I'm very smart. I know my way around books and stuff. Uh, I guess I'm good with technology as well. I could be hmm. like a researcher for you. That would be messy. That'd be fantastic. I was trying to come up with a good way to tie in your title of mystical, but. Uh, didn't quite fit, but... I guess you could have said mystical. That would have been great. The, uh, but... Well, I, I guess it's sort of Sorry. a missed opportunity at this point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the mystical Mezzi! She does the finger guns at her. <laughs> pop, pop, pop. Bubbles happen. Hell yeah. She does it. Uh, Well, I, I, I don't know if there's much for us to do here then. Uh, what next? I did see something I saw large purple eyes in the forest what do you make of that Mezzi I mean I don't think the orcs are gone for good I mean there's really nothing here for them anymore but it's probably them I'm gonna go ahead and say uh it's not necessarily not our problem but it's not of the highest concern right now. Hey, uh, you know what? I'll say it. I'm done with this place, all right? I got this thing going on now. He points at his, like, little, uh, the maze on his chest. Uh, I got, like, a trunk full of gold. Uh, you know, I don't really want to see that mage orc lady anymore. Uh, and this, uh, mecha-nagadagadaga place sounds... Uh, pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, I think we just skedaddle, you know? 
I think you're going to like our ship, Mezzy. The Blood Vessel. Ooh, edgy. <laughs> you know anything about machines, Mezzy? Oh, I, I mean, I'm pretty good at figuring stuff out. I might know, I, I mean, my teacher was a tinkerer, so he taught me some stuff. Nice, nice. Thinking maybe we can find some pretty cool machines at this new place. You know, maybe the maybe the manufacturing kind. And he just uh like flips a, a gold piece in his hand. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna start leading the way back to the blood vessel. All right. Uh, you guys eventually walk back to the blood vessel. You get back to that clearing, and you open the ramp with your little key fob. And you climb up. The first thing you notice as you walk in the door is the light above Swinglow's Magic Market is blinking. The second thing you notice as you climb into the ship is you hear something overhead, like above your ship. Oh. Oh, no. Uh, close the doors. Close the doors. Goo. I'm going to go, Goo, what's that sound? Oh, it seems that Plazowitz's sister is finally arrived. And uh, you see through the, shit. through the front glass just another nearly identical blood vessel land. 